good morning. It's good to see you. Glad you're here. Welcome, uh, especially if this is your first time. Welcome to the Porch Community Church. We're really glad that you're here with us today, or maybe this is your first time back since we have uh, been away or you've been away. A special also welcome to those who are joining us online. Um, it's just really good to be together in whatever way that can be, so I'm I'm glad that you guys are with us. Before we go any further, I want to announce to you we have a new ministry partner, and his name is Tucker Ridge House, and he was born to uh, Ben and Ellen uh, this past week, and uh, they're really excited. And of course, big sister Marley is really excited to have her little Tuck man. So um, Ben is part of our worship team. You see him back here, usually super chill, playing the drums. So... Um, we're really excited for Ben and Ellen, and if they're watching us online, hello, we love you guys. So, uh, We are concluding, we've been in this series called Question, and we're going to finish it up today. And we're going to be uh, in 1 John chapter 4, so if you have your Bibles and you want to go ahead and turn to 1 John 4, that's where we will be looking at several verses in there. Um, if you don't have your Bibles, that's okay, it'll be up on the screen and, and when we get to it. Uh, and what we're going to do when we get to these verses, we're going we're gonna to look at four or five of them together. So uh, that's where we're going to be. So in this series called Questions, we've been answering some questions. And the first week we answered the question, who is Jesus? And I'm, I really encourage you, if you haven't seen it, uh, if you haven't watched that message, go back and watch it on our YouTube channel or on our website. You can see it or Facebook. Watch that message because in it, I believe, and I've heard from a lot of you that have said this, um, it, it really answers some questions. I think people who are asking questions about faith or who might be new to faith or maybe they're coming back to the faith, um, it, it answers those questions and, and kind of speaks to where people are in that. And so I think it's a great tool. So not just for you to, to watch it, but for you to know that here's something I can share with people. If I'm having conversations, if something comes up, this is something you can send, uh, share with them. It, it would be, um, let's say you went to our YouTube channel. It would say, um, questions uh, week one, who is Jesus? So, And you should be able to look that up and be able to share it. So we answered that first week. And then the second week we answered the question, what is the church? And again, I heard from a lot of you that we were just like, wow, I never really stopped and thought about the difference between the Kirk and the ecclesia, the, the building versus the living, active body. And so um, I encourage you to go and listen to that as well if you missed it. Today we're going to finish up this series answering the question, which almost I feel like super unequipped to answer <laughs> any of these questions, but when we think about this question, who is God? Who is God? See, a million people a month so far in 2020 have googled the question who is God and it's an important question to ask it's an even more important question to answer because when you think about it you know because there's a lot of people that say I believe in God but maybe they don't believe in Jesus right or they have this idea of who God is but they don't really have it doesn't go much deeper than that right and I think for a lot of people, we can have a, an idea or even our own definition of who God is, and, and then we kind of run with it. Well, I want us to look, of course, at Scripture today to, to describe who God is. And I think the Bible, I don't think, I know, the Bible gives us some images, like 
kind of describes some pictures of who God is. Now, I don't have these next couple of, of verses up that I'm going to mention, but I encourage you to write them down. I just want to share just a couple of real quick, I guess, snapshots of what Scripture shows. Because um, if you look in a very well-known psalm, Psalm 23, it describes God as a shepherd, as someone who comes alongside, who is in, responsible for a flock, who is there to guide and comfort and correct sometimes, um, to lend you know, like help if we're injured or hurt. So we see this image of God in Psalm 23 where he's a shepherd. Um, if you were to look in, in the Old Testament in Exodus 15, you read this story of how God has rescued the Israelites out of slavery and how he has brought them through the Red Sea and, and defeated an army that wanted to destroy them, to kill them. And so you see in Exodus 15 how God is this defender, right? He's a warrior. He's here to fight on our behalf. Then you go into the New Testament... And you look in Luke 15, another fairly well-known passage of Scripture where you see God as a father, and he's waiting for the son to come home who's left. And he's waiting patiently and lovingly for that son to return home. And so you see these snapshots, right? You see these images of who God is. And, and honestly, if you were just go from Genesis through Revelation, there are so many images of who God is. There are so many um, examples of who he is and what his character is like. But, or and, they all, all of those images, every single one, converge into one definition of who God is. Every image, shepherd, warrior, you know, every single image converged to this one place because God is, and we see this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. We hear who, we see where all these images of God converge, and we see this. Who is God? God is love. God is love. I mean, why does God protectively shepherd us? Why? Because he's love. Why does God fight for us? Because he is love. Why does God wait for us to come home when we've messed up? Because God is love. God is love. And for many of us, we're going, yeah, I got that, Shannon. That is not news to me. Hang with me this morning, okay? Because I think sometimes we can come up with our own definition of God. We can come up with our own definition of love. And I want us together to, to find out who God is. He is love. When you think about it, love is the core. Love is the essence of who God is. It all comes from there. Think of all the, all the attributes of God, right? All the characteristics we know of God, right? His holiness, wisdom, uh, the justice that he brings, um, of course, his grace, my personal favorite, mercy, even his wrath. All of these attributes, all of these characteristics are, come from the place of his great love for you and for me. God is love. And so once we understand, okay, God is love, and we read it there in Scripture, God is love, once we understand this, there's really only 
one other question that remains. And it's this. If God is love, what does that mean for us? If God is love, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? How does that translate? What does that look like if God is love? And the question, that question, is answered twice by John in this 1 John chapter 4. So I want us to look at a couple of different verses. Some will be out of order a little bit, but we're going to look, we're going to start in verse 7. So this is John answering the question, what does it mean for for God to be love and how does that work in our lives? And he writes this, and he starts even with a very loving start. Dear friends. Okay? Dear friends. He wants to encourage the church. He wants to encourage God's people. He wants the people to, to understand this is, this is good news and, and lean into it. So it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. So, who is God? Well, God is love. Love comes from God. This is what He does. He loves. And if we love, well, guess what? We're like our Father. This is what it means for you and for me, for God to be loved, that we love like He does. And, you know, our kids look so much like us. Um, every now and then there's like the road kid, and you're like, milkman, you know, FedEx. But usually our kids look like us, okay? And I think about this, and, and, and I think we should look like God. Like genetically, we should look like our Father, and our Father is love, so then we should look like love. Mallory looks a lot like me and Drew. Oh, my goodness. Here's a picture of, I don't know which one's coming up first. What? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we like to have bangs in the Patterson family. So there we are. Um, and then that's, yeah, that's Drew. He is a beautiful girl. Drew Patterson is a beautiful little girl. Now he, but, oh, my goodness. Um, y'all just, y'all see Mallory right there? I mean, that is, like, Janice wanted a girl real bad. So, um, but she got Drew, and he, he's still really pretty. Just hairier, a lot hairier. Our kids look like us. And so, I mean, think about this, because, you know, we can kind of be real distant and go, oh, yeah, God is love. Excellent, great. What does that look like? Like, how does this transfer into your life for God to, to be love? What, how is this living in you? That God is love. Is, is God love in you? Is this alive in you? So, who is God? God is love, and, and John says we should look like love. Okay, that's how it transfers. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other uh, answer that John brings about what does that look like for us to, to live in this love and embrace this love? And he says this in verse 11. He starts off again with his, his love for who he's writing to. He says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, and we're going to look at what he's talking about in a moment, but he says, Since God loved us that much, 
we surely ought to love each other. We ought to love each other. And so twice, John tells us, okay, God is love. We must love each other as God has loved us. So what does God's love look like for us? Well, John explains all that in verse 9. He says this. So he's explaining how much God loved us. He says, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Got it, Shannon. I've heard that before. I agree with that. Yep, I'm with you. Porch community, how is this living in your life? How is this truth? How is this power of God's love expressing itself in you? God is love. He sent Jesus for us. God, and here's what I want you to notice in verse 9. See, God didn't wait for us to reach out to him. He sent Jesus. He didn't wait for us to ask him to come. He sent Jesus. He sent him. God doesn't, God's not sitting at a temple somewhere, you know, twiddling his thumbs going, man, I really hope Shannon shows up. No, God is proactive. God has come for you. God has come before you. He has come after you. He is the father at the end of that road saying, come home. The work's been done. Jesus paid the price. The sins, I mean, your sins have already been paid for. Are you living into that? Are you living into that confession? Are you living into that repentance? Are you living into that possibility of a life where you don't have to be weighed down by this? Because see, God has done this. He is proactive. He's gone before us. Who is God? God is love. And this is what it looks like. God's love is proactive. Now, when when go to verse ten here, and let's see this. Um, John makes it very plain when he says, and I love the way the New Living Translation has it. It says, "This is real love, right?" Because we come up with a lot of definitions for love, and it's kind of come back and bitten a few of us, right? Like we kind of paid for it because we we thought we knew what love meant, but we weren't right. This is real love, John writes. Not that we loved God. Like, oh, you're welcome, God. I love you. You're welcome. this, uh -uh. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That's real love. God's love was not determined by anything we have done or have not done. God's love is not determined by anything we did or anything we didn't offer to him. He's proactive. He's gone before us. Who is God? God is love, and God is proactive in that love. God saw our need and he met it. So you think about this. God's, God's love is 
Well, it's like a warrior that fights for us and defends us, right? God's love, he was proactive in doing that. God's love is, is proactive in being that shepherd waiting for us or, or, or there for us to, to protect us and guide us and lead us. And God's love is there like the father who is waiting for us to come home. This is what God's love looks like. God's love is so very proactive. And so you know where we're going with this probably, right? Because if, if my father is proactive in his love, and I'm his daughter, then guess what? I should be proactive in how I love. And this is where the rubber meets road. This is where I'm challenged because I don't know if I'm doing that as well as I could be. You with me? You tracking with me? I mean, last week we basically talked about the same thing, you know. So here's what God's love is proactive, so you know what? Our love should be proactive. Our love as followers of Jesus should be proactive. Last week I said, hey, let's be people who move towards people, which sounds really counterintuitive during a pandemic. <laughs> but it was about the intention of the heart for us to move towards people. So if God is proactive, we should be proactive. And, and for a lot of us, we're reactive or we're inactive in regard to how we're living out this love. That God has given to us. We need to be involved in each other's lives. We need to, you know, I'm, I, sometimes I'm stubborn. And I'm like, oh, you know what? If you've got a problem, you come and tell me. You, you, need, you need something, you let me know. When it's clear as day that the need is there, I need to be proactive in my response. I need to do that. So, God's love is proactive. This is, this is the, the practicality of, of today. Who is God? Well, he's love. And God's love is proactive. And so you know what? I need to be proactive. Here's another thing that I see in this about, about who God is. Not only is he proactive, and we already talked about this, but God's love is sacrificial. I mean, this was a sacrifice. This, this was painful. This was difficult. This was not easy. God's love came at a price. God's love comes at a price. And that price is Jesus. The love of God has been paid. And I want you to understand that even though it's been paid and there's nothing you can do to earn it or receive it or there's there's no actions that you could do that that would make God go, "Wow, I'm going to give I'm going to give them a little bit of extra because wow, look at that. They're awesome." Or, you know what? You need to do a little more work. I'm going to withhold my love until you do a little bit more. No. The price has already been paid, but it is a sacrifice. So, verse 9, let's look at this. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is what he's done. Here was the sacrifice made. The son left the father's side where he had been eternally since the beginning of the beginning to come and live as a human in our human world. Sacrifice is what love does. Sacrifice is what love does. 
And then the second half of verse 10, let's look at this together. God loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice, as the sacrifice that deals with our sins. Who is God? God is love. And God's love is proactive, and God's love is sacrificial. It costs something. Jesus. So then, God is love, and we're a child of God. We should look like our Father, and His love is proactive, and His love is sacrificial. So, I guess my love needs to look sacrificial? So I said, our love needs to be proactive. Like last week I said we need to move towards people. This week I say, our love needs to be sacrificial. And like last week I said, we need to move towards serving. It's, it's the same concept here. We need to move towards serving. We need to, our love should be sacrificial like God's love, and we give of ourselves. And, and that, that comes up again. That, that brings us around to those images of, of God that where we see the proactive, sacrificial love of God. You see it in the shepherd. Because, see, at times the shepherd would, would carry the, the sheep when they needed it. And there are times when the, the shepherd would use the rod to help correct the sheep to get back in line. Ooh. You see, it's all out of love. This is what the shepherd does. And so, can we, looking like our father, can we walk with each other? Right? Can we encourage each other? Can we offer uh, encouragement when, when we're down? Can we offer correction in the name of Jesus? This is what it looks like. Like the warrior in Exodus, in Exodus 15, like, doesn't, doesn't everyone want to know you got someone fighting for you? I mean, this is what God has done for us, and we have this opportunity to come alongside of people and say, I'm with you. I'm in your corner. I'm going to pray with you through this. I'm going to be strong for you when you're weak. I'm there. See, who is God? He is love, and His love is very, very proactive, and His love so very sacrificial and if I'm his daughter if you're his daughter, if you're his son we should be living this out this should be evident in our lives and then listen to verse 12 uh, see because when we do those kinds of things like when we're when we are there like Luke 15 and we're waiting for someone, listen, uh, yeah I don't want to pass this up at all if we want to look like our father who waits I don't know, I always picture like a really long dirt road, I don't know, when I think about the prodigal, um, well, because it says he's from a long way off, but I think about this, like, if we want to be like the father in Luke 15, I want to say be like, Porsche community, there are people you know who have walked away from God, who have walked away from, from Jesus, who have walked away from community, who have walked away from accountability, who have walked away from being open to correction. You, you know people. And at times I've, I've wanted to give up on people and be like, see ya. Scoot on down the road. But see, you know what my father does? And you know what my father did 
for 24 years is that he stood there at the dirt road waiting for me to come home. And so I want to look like my father. And I want to be waiting there for those that God's placed in my life that I know he is desperate for them to come home. And I want to I want to be able to be there. I want to look like my father in that. So in verse 12 it says this. No one has ever seen God, right? Go read your scriptures. No one's ever seen God. There are times when there's been like his glory, you know, um, but no one has ever seen God. But then this is what John writes. But if we love each other, right, because our God is love, so we should love each other. If we, you and I, if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. That means it is evident. It is alive. It is real. People see it. If you love God, if we love one another, then that love will be evident. That means people will see God when we love the way God loves. When we love proactively, when we love sacrificially, when we are present in people's lives, people will see God. I have seen God through people. Who is God? God is love. And if you and I love each other, then it, this is what it looks like. His, the full expression of his love will be evident in our lives. So as we conclude this series on questions, um, and we move into October, just kind of information for you, we're not going to start another series. Instead, we're going to launch an initiative. We're going to be launching an initiative for the month of October. And in this initiative, we're going to give you some opportunities to be proactive, to be sacrificial, to move towards people, to, to move towards serving. We're going to give you opportunities. And... The initiative is gonna it's gonna look like this like we're gonna give you opportunities to um, to continue to come together in parakaleo groups and if you just said I didn't think they spoke tongues here you know what was that word she just said um, parakaleo it's the Greek word it means to come together to come alongside of one another go to our website and hit parakaleo it's written kind of how it sounds and check it out. It's a way for you to get together in small groups. It's a way for you to get together in community and, and talk through the faith life. So we're going to continue to give you opportunities. You haven't missed the boat on that, right? We're going to continue in this initiative that we're doing in October to, to, uh, for you to come together to serve others, right? We're going to give you opportunities to come together in Porch Kids. We're starting Porch Kids up next week. Okay, I'm excited about that. Um, we are... Um, going to give you opportunities to come together as students you're already doing that but we got some things in store that we're kind of excited about for you in that we're going to give you opportunities to come together around a bonfire if lord willing it's lower than 90 degrees outside we're going to give you opportunities to to come together in worship not just on a sunday morning but but on an evening and oh man it's going to be great and it, for all of us it's going to be awesome opportunities for you to come together in the sacraments of baptism and communion again. We're going to give you opportunities 
one of my favorites, to come together and do some axe throwing. You heard me right. Axe throwing. There's more info coming on that. So, do you know what, can you guess what the October initiative is called? I said the, I said the two words like eight times. We're starting, we're launching this initiative for October called Come Together. Because this is what we feel like it's, it's time for us to do. We've slowly been doing that. We've slowly been getting there. But Porch Community, we want to give you opportunities to come together so that you are filled up again, that you see your purpose and your role in this journey of life that we're on together. Come together to come together. You're going to hear a whole bunch more about this in the this coming week, so stay tuned for that and watch you know, our social media and email and all that for that. Porch community, who is God? He is love. He is love. And so let's look like our Father in all that we do. Let's look like Him in everything that we do. Would you pray with me? And as we do, I just want to remind you that an usher will come and dismiss you when it's time for you to, for us to go in a little bit. Um, and then, of course, they'll have a basket with them if you'd have an offering you would like to make. But let's pray. Lord, we come to you and say, Father, God, thank you. Thank you. You define for us the very thing we crave. We all have this desire and craving to be loved, to be known, to be recognized, to be seen, to know that we matter. And God, you set that all into motion through Jesus Christ. You've set it into motion. You've run after us. You've paved the way. You've made it happen through Jesus. The sacrifice has been made. And Lord, I just pray that, Father God, we would embrace that we would run to you we would jump in your lap and we would just say here i am god i'm here before you i'm in your presence i, I want to live into this i recognize who you are i recognize what christ has done for me and i want to live into this more fully i want to look like you Lord, I pray that by doing so, people will come to know you. Beyond the, the reality of, of our individual lives being made right with you, it is about our purpose to share this truth with others. So would you inspire that within each of us to be proactive to be sacrificial to look like you because you're love would you receive what we give to you would you remind us of our great opportunity to be in ministry with you and bless it and Lord would you now receive our worship as an act of praise because when it all comes down to it because of Jesus, 